0: Like I literally scored Started running towards Jamie And then I just looked to the right I just seen my man My man was just up there Waving her hands like screaming. So I just stopped And just started screaming at her It was funny Subscribe now To
1: the OTB Football Podcast Stream wherever you get Your podcasts And download the OTB Sports app
2: You ain't shit I wish I was 50 years younger And I'd kick your ass
1: But the sport of basketball its return is the subject of our panel, and we're delighted to be joined on the line by the Irish Examiner sports columnist and basketball expert, Kieran Shannon. Kieran, how are you? I'm
0: good. I'm good. Uh, John, thanks. I don't know if I'm
1: an expert. Huh? Ah, you would yeah, be yeah. now. You're you, you one of the seminal books in the sport. Uh, we planned to do this item, Kieran, before the government woke up and said they would allow underage players to play basketball. So we had a situation where juvenile games are being cancelled. Under-12s we know in the country can't get vaccinated. We have approximately 750 schools waiting 20 months to play. Coaches and teachers can't legally ask under-18s to produce a vaccine cert. There are over 20,000 club members under the age of 18 who play basketball. Maybe give us a background, Kieran, to what happened and why it was so out of sync with the rest of the world.
0: Yeah, so I suppose basketball has had a challenging... like every Like a lot of sports since um, march the eleventh twenty twenty it's had a lot of challenges, but it's um i basketball was the first sport in the country to shut down and um, I remember it was ahead of the j by about sixteen hours and that meant it's the end of its national league uh the the playoffs it didn't go ahead um, and everyone accepted you know like we were in a new situation, so it shut down and Then you had last year, last autumn, on the eve of when the National League was supposed to go ahead, it was pulled. Obviously, we had to go outdoors then. And then, like other sports, we were able to play outdoors in April uh, 2021. And we were due to go back in on September the 20th. We, We went back in and we were all looking forward to the season starting for everybody on October the 22nd, and a couple of games might have been played. But Like I know my own young fella, who's a 10-year-old, was due to play his first ever game of basketball on last Sa- Sunday, but on the Thursday night. So last Thursday week that night, it emerged that there could be no basketball for anyone who couldn't produce a, a vaccine passport. And as you said, John... You know, a 10-year-old hasn't been vaccinated, so how can they have a vaccination passport? And also, as you said, you can't ask the vaccine status of a student, so that meant the school's program ground to a halt. And it led to a lot of frustration because it was one thing to lose a season, but if you lost a second season, you really were looking at the sport being on its knees because playing the game was just becoming a distant memory to the kids and those particularly who are multi-sport athletes would just lean towards playing other sports where it was less complicated. Thankfully, the basketball community rallied and now that exemption for under-18 has been put in place.
1: Yeah, Jack Chambers came out with that tweet yesterday. Uh, today, the government has agreed to address the issue of under-18 games, and competitions, particularly for basketball. Amongst other indoor sports, this has been amended so indoor games competitions can take place for under-18s and Sport Ireland will provide detail to sporting organisations. Um, I kind of feel lucky for the government because we would have, you know, had obviously a lot of righteous anger in this slot uh, this week if they hadn't changed their policy and, and had a bit of common sense around it. Is it a case, I don't think, uh, I would I would, I would would be amazed if there's any deliberate policy-making issues around this, but it just seems that basketball sometimes is a bit of an afterthought. Would that be a fair reflection?
0: Well, indoor sport in general, um, and heck, I don't know where what it's like for you, John and Dublin, but it's rough enough here, Claire, today. And you know, we should be an indoor sport in power. And look, boxing, we're very strong, um, an Olympic sport. But basketball is actually, this is the thing about it, it's a huge participation sport in this country. I mean, I suppose competitively, internationally, you know, for various reasons. And uh, thankfully, this next week, the women's international team will be back playing Eurobasket competition. But it's been documented that, five or six years, we didn't have senior national teams because of the financial crisis. The national governing body was in, but um, Ireland has competed at a decent level before. Um, but it's a world sport, so it's very hard to compete in. So we're not, let's say, winning Olympic medals in basketball because the rest of the sport, the rest of the world plays basketball when maybe it doesn't. The rest of the world doesn't play other sports, but it's a huge sport. It's the second biggest sport in the country, and it's a very big sport in this country you know participation wise among among girls outside of um outside of in the schools it's the biggest participation sport you have it's the it's the most uh, played p e sport we have so and as you say seven hundred and fifty schools um were were ready and will now thankfully be able to play which is uh, second highest among boys and the highest among girls so it's a huge sport in this country but It maybe wouldn't have the sway or the profile of, you know, the big three sports in particular because, you know, obviously historical reasons they have been the big sports in this country. But um, so I think indoor sports in general um, have been overseen and kind of COVID has reflected that. And definitely the expert group, you know, particularly last autumn, winter, It seemed like they didn't even consider indoor sports. And there was a bit of that at play again in that ruling that came out last week. But thankfully, it's been overturned.
1: We also have Hannah Thornton on the line, the DCU Mercy and Irish international basketball player. Hannah, how are you?
2: I'm great. How are you?
1: Not too bad. Thanks, Hannah. Uh, When you saw the story develop, Hannah, was there a sense of shock or was it a case of, oh, here we go again?
2: Um, Immediately, there was a sense of shock, primarily because it came out of nowhere. Um, we did not see this coming at all. However, possible Ireland can sometimes get not, doesn't get all the, um, what am I, the support that it needs sometimes. So for us to be shut down again, that wasn't such a shock. But the fact that it came out of nowhere with all of the younger kids looking forward to get back playing and get back um, playing against each other. That was the biggest shock.
1: And have we got the season salvaged now, Hannah? Is it going to be a situation where you can get everything up and running now?
2: Yeah, that's what we've heard. Is that we can get everything up and running? Um, I coach in, I coach a couple of teams, and to tell the girls that I coached they couldn't play was just so heartbreaking for me. But now we're back up and going again, so we're excited. However, I'm a bit t- like cautious at the same time to be. To hopefully, that they, they don't pl- pull the plug again. Don't think that they will, but um, from what, what from what I've heard in the past few days, we're back up and running, um, just as we were beforehand, like a week and a half ago.
1: How have you coped over the last twenty months, Hannah? Must not have been easy, especially. I wouldn't imagine training outdoors has been easy. There was also these rules about restrictions around passing the ball and pods of six. Are some of those restrictions still in play?
2: So the pods of six, um, I'm not quite too sure about that because that did come into play last week with regards to who's vaccinated and who's not and the pods of six for underage um we were lucky because if you're part of a national team the senior national team we were classified as elite so we could train um the training outdoors was definitely something to kind of get a grip with because that was one of the reasons I started playing basketball was to not play an outdoor sport and um, for the underage I think they did really really well they adapted to playing um outdoors It was great there, there is some great facilities around especially around Dublin where I am with regards to playing outdoors but as a senior team I we never did DCU we never went outside Um, we couldn't get the mo- most of the girls outside but Again, lucky enough that I was part of that elite squad that we could train individually inside. Um, That's what Sport Ireland allowed us to do. But we couldn't play as a team up until, um, I think it was April of this year, or March of this year, we could finally come back playing as a team for the Irish team. Kieran,
1: where's the sport at the moment in terms of its arc, in terms of its progression? Is it in a healthy place?
0: I think so. I mean, Hannah's going to be going into camp with the national team on Monday going over to Amsterdam on Wednesday, playing against the Dutch national team on Thursday, playing in the arena on Sunday week on live national television, which is something that the sport hasn't had since 2009. Um, So, as Hannah said, the national teams would have got back training, maybe individually in around March. And then in the end of April, they were able to go back training as a collective when Nobody else could train indoors, and they competed very well in Cyprus and with the national senior men's team doing so well as well in the small countries and winning it in Dublin in August. They are also in a qualifier to go into the qualifiers, you could argue. Um, They're at a a slightly different level, uh, but they're going to be competing uh, towards the end of the month against You know, it's not just the small countries like we've had before the last six years. Um, So the national team is a reflection as well as shaping the health of the sport. And that's a measure, again, that we haven't had teams playing in Eurobasket qualifiers since 2009 because, again, it's been well documented the financial crisis that the national governing body was in and national teams were pulled. Um, So, right there is a measure of how the sport has progressed. That debt is now gone. Um, you have a lot of people from, you know, Eastern Europe now helping, coaching the sport. Their children are playing the sport. Um, and a, a lot of people who, you know, like people of African descent who would have come to Ireland, Sport, uh, soccer and basketball are the two sports they gravitate to mostly. And they're making um, international underage and senior squads now. So it's great to see. So, yeah, the sport is in a very good place. And COVID has challenged it hugely because of what we've just touched upon. And that's why it was so important that, yes, we were going to have... Hannah was going to be playing in the Super League. They had the elite exemption status, but the the underage was under serious threat but now we thankfully have the best of both worlds so I would say yeah the sport is in a very good place
1: Yeah Hannah Kieran was saying there and John Dowling the Garvey's Treaty Warriors and Mercy Secondary School juvenile coach was uh, quoted this week as saying that kids uh, come to Ireland uh, they begin their new life uh, having come from Eastern Europe or Africa and basketball is what they take up have you found that it's a leading sport when it comes to inclusivity?
2: Absolutely Um, I think anybody that doesn't play basketball doesn't realise how big of a community we have in the sport. But if you look at any school, if you go into any school, the different nationalities and the different countries that are there, it is amazing to see because basketball is played in nearly every single country and it is really, really big. It's not the biggest sport here for people that are outside of it, but it's great to see a sport that can bring so many different um, nationalities together. And especially in schools, it's just like this common ground. The rules are the same everywhere. It's great to always see everybody coming together and playing the sport. And it's just, that was one thing that was really, really hard for the younger people this past week was they've been without it for so long. So they were so excited to come back. So then to have it gone again, it's kind of like, oh, well, will we play this sport or will we play other sports like an outdoor sport? That's nearly always guaranteed, not always guaranteed. But we will keep going throughout this they haven't been stopped so that was one of the kind of the scary things was oh are we going to lose um an age group here that we could develop for years to come or will they keep going and hopefully because the the kind of the pause was so short they will keep going and we won't lose anybody hopefully
1: one of the key things we touched upon when we did the future of sports series on off the ball at the start of the year hannah and kieran was the dropout of especially teenage girls from sport. How was your interest maintained, Tana, when you were, say, in your teenage years um, in basketball?
2: Um, I was really lucky. I was part of a really, really good school group. Uh, we were coached by Jerome Westbrooks in Holy Faith, and in Holy Faith and Clontarf, and they have a great basketball um, community. So once you got in there, it was very hard to leave it. And I was also part of Cholester Basketball Club, and they have a great underage program. Um, so I played with the girls that were really, really into it. I played with the girls that wanted to win. And I think that, that can be that can be quite easy for someone to keep going. Where it's it's hard when you might not be winning so much or like you're not part of a group. Like I played with Sarah Woods, Leah Westbrook, Sarah McGrath, all these older age players that I would have looked up to. So that kind of got me going and really, really interested and You need to have the people surrounding you. So you need to have good community or you need to have good coaches to help you to keep going. And That was one massive thing. I was really, really lucky to be coached by great coaches so that they would help you progress. And then you could see the improvements. Um, You just need communities to keep going. And I think that's massive for young girls to keep them into the sport uh, is... It's not necessarily always about winning. It's like playing with your friends, having them enjoy it. But if you can get the people involved to keep them going, that's one step in the right direction.
1: Well, it's free. It's indoors. We have bad weather in this country at times. I feel when I'm kind of listening to this, Karen, that basketball is trying to fight for a slice of the pie and the GA also has got a very much a voluntary and a a community-based ethos is the big beast in the room and you have soccer and you have rugby and you have all these competing sports. Um, But if people... Uh, want to attend a, a game in Tralee or South Dublin or my or Belfast, um, how do we get more people, I suppose, interested in the sport? I, I know Kieran Donahue who's on this uh, show, is a great ambassador for basketball, but I almost feel at times maybe the last dance was the greatest advert for basketball rather than other things that probably should be, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the national team being back is huge because the National League look is still big and you mentioned Kieran. I mean, I would say a Saturday night in Tralee, like my, I know my own young fella and, and daughter. I bring them down regularly there in the last three or four years before COVID. And that place is rocking on a Saturday night. It's as good a place to be in the winter months to see uh, a sporting event. The place is just rocking. And, and, and Hannah knows from playing big games in the arena, like basketball, when you have any crowd in the house and you have a good close competitive game there there's very few things in sport Irish sport like it um in terms of uh, like so i think you know the the that's one way of doing it but the new ceo comes from uh, you know he's taken up the spot next week and i think you know he got the job to push it to another level of profile i mean he would have been heavily involved in promoting the six nations and Yeah, the sport does probably need a bigger profile um, because the National League, I I think Irish sport in general over the last 10 or 12 years, um, it's the national teams that have really caught the attention. Like you take the Irish women's team is doing really well now. There's good crowds going to Tala. It's getting a high media profile. It's the green flag that moves the media more than, let's say, the domestic National League. Uh, so that's why I think the fact Hannah and the girls are back in competition this week is huge.
1: And what are your hopes for these qualifiers for these uh, 2023 Euro Basketball Finals, uh, Hannah?
2: Um, we're hoping to do as well as we can. We fly over on Wednesday to Holland and we'll play there. And we are just so excited to get back down. It's it's great that it was a short window for us from when we played in July. Uh, we've kept the same great coaching staff and a few um new faces on the team as well which is really really good but we're hoping to do our best we're getting back to the arena on sunday week to play in front of a big crowd so that will be great for us um we're really really excited to that to finally play in front of a crowd and on home soil so we're hoping to play our best next week and then we don't play for another couple of months so it's an interesting usually we only play in the summer for small nations as Kieran said, but. We've qualified now for the kind of the next level so now the next level we got it we've kind of upped our game a little bit um to play now this week and then we'll play again in i think it's 2022 november again um so it's kind of a a bigger break so we know that we need to lock in this week play as good as we can because we won't have it for another couple of months but we're really really excited to get going again
1: how do you manage the work-life balance then hannah you're involved in nutrition and performance consultancy i believe
2: yeah, I have my own business, um, which is quite helpful because I, I can kind of plan my hours around training and for next week, we I take, I've i taken the week off. Um, I'm, I'm quite lucky with that regard. So the fact that I can do my own hours, a couple of the other girls definitely have to take time off work. Some of them are teachers, um, but we've been lucky enough that I think we've been supported by our businesses as much as possible and they know the magnitude of this week coming up. So I think everybody's been... Our employers have been quite nice to us. I think my myself, I've been nice to myself. I give my, a week off.
1: The golden age, um, Kieran. I think you've chronicled before. Paddy O'Connor uh, recruiting Americans, the 80s, um, mm-hmm. the real growth of the sport, and then we obviously had troubled times as well that we're coming out of. How do we get back there? Is it possible to get back there? Are we in a different era now? Well, well,
0: we well, I, yeah, I don't think it's comparing like to like. i always say I think that. I think the National League, that was the heyday of the National League. But there's more to Irish basketball than the National League, although we have a good uh, standard in it. Um, You know, you'll never again have the the magic or the novelty you had in that era. But as I said, that doesn't mean the best days of Irish basketball are behind us. I think they're here and ahead of us because that's the legacy of the 80s. I mean, Hannah just referenced Jerome Westbrook, who I was talking to last week. He was on the phone you know, worried about are, are our kids going to be able to play the sport? Um, and thankfully, that's been reversed, as we pointed out. But my point is, is that's the legacy of the 80s, wasn't? Wow, isn't this great? It's that because Jerome and th- that wave of American players, many who are still over here, the likes of Ed Randolph and Gerald Kennedy, are still coaching the sport, and the Irish players of that era, and people like myself, who was I was 10, my own young fellas. Um, my own young fella's age. This weekend, 40 years ago, I went to my first National League game, Demons, Burgerland, and it just blew my mind. And I'm coaching uh, Claire, Claire Comets here in, in just outside Ennis, um, under 14, 15, 16s, And those girls, you know, they love the sport. And I think, again, it, there's a bright future for Irish basketball. And I think it's going to be, I think our best days are ahead of us. The league itself. I don't know if it'll ever have that novelty or magic that it had in the eighties, but there's more again to the sport. I think our national teams are are having are gonna have the, it's in the future. You know, there was a great naughty women's team, the likes of Michelle Aspel and Michelle Fahi, Neil Grania de Wire. Um I think that that was post eighties and like the point is, is that the golden age I think is ahead of us here in terms of the national teams and the participation levels of the sport I think are, are going to just increase
1: National teams and national heroes Hannah, I think that's what it's about, people that we can identify with, we saw with soccer this week Katie McCabe getting uh, that award and um, they're really now connecting with the public
2: Absolutely like you have to be able to see these especially female athletes doing well to be able to look up to somebody um and that campaign that 2020 campaign was absolutely brilliant but you can't see you can't be um having role models like that will just get more girls into the sport which is what we want and of course young boys as well but for females to be out there in the media showcasing their talent and what they can do is absolutely amazing which is it's also great because TG Cahar is going to be um is supporting basketball ireland now for next week and we'll have the games on tt on sunday which is brilliant for us usually that only happens for the national cup final uh but to have our ireland senior women's team on the television especially for young people to watch at home if they can't make it will be absolutely amazing and hopefully we'll get more players into the sport you know? how much training are you doing a the week then hannah Um, so it's quite difficult actually for the past few weeks because our season has started Um, James our coach tried to organise training as much as possible so if we play on a Saturday he'll have all the girls come together on a Sunday or even if we play on a Sunday he'll have them come together on a Sunday evening Um, but we have training now tomorrow evening and we go into camp on Monday so we'll have a couple of two days before we fly out on Wednesday Um, to be fair to him I think he did the best that he could with the short time uh, frame that he did have i think keeping the same group that went away in july and adding some new faces was a really really good idea and because we kind of know how each other's plays but we've done a good bit of work in the short time that we've had and i think we're going to do we'll be able to just tweak our little um little things over the next few days to have us ready for thursday
1: was it hard to get your skills back up to uh, absolute 100 percent given all the issues in the pandemic hannah
2: Um, It was a little bit. Now, I think we were allowed to be in the hall by ourselves, was it February of this year? So if you were classified as elite, you could be allowed in. So DCU allowed me in for an hour a day and you could shoot by yourself, but you had to rebound by yourself. If anybody knows, that's not what we want to do. We always want to have a rebounder. So everything was very individualized, but we got workouts that we could do by ourselves. So that kind of kept us going. But as soon as we got into training camp with everybody again I remember that first training session very uh, vividly it was just oh, okay we have to try and remember how to play with people now and again and to be fair to us we especially with the Irish team we didn't really let our fitness down so the first couple of training sessions were just fine-tuning all the little things that we needed to focus in on again because like if you ever watch a basketball game it's so quick that there's a lot of thinking that needs to be involved and there's a lot of decision making that needs to be made on the cuff So that was the hardest thing to get back. that back. But as soon as you got that back, you were grand. Like our skills didn't really go down so much, but it was probably just that quick thinking that we needed to get back in rhythm again.
1: Hydration, very important. And what's the diet? Is it very hard, high carb based, is it?
2: Yeah, for any athlete, carbohydrates will be your best friend. uh, And especially for a, a fast, fast kind of endurance sport basketball is because it's stop and go but then at the same time it's, it can be over the course of an hour and a half so lots of carbohydrates um before and after especially if you're replenishing for the next day and as you said water is going to be your best friend and some lucas aids thrown in there at halftime won't go amiss either
1: Karen, it's not the only sport that's indoors obviously you got volleyball you got squash you got badminton that uh new was on the show here recently uh, that can't be forgotten either in all of this debate
0: no, no, exactly. I mean, I was talking quite a bit to people from other sports, particularly Gary Stewart and Volleyball Ireland. And, um, yeah, no, that's it. It's just that I suppose basketball being the biggest of the indoor sports was in a position to lobby right away. But, you know, the indoor sports did bond or come together um, through the pandemic and had a group within the Federation of Irish Sport. And I suppose they did kick up between them at various times because they were being overlooked at, at various times through the pandemic. Um, so, yeah, th- those other sports can't be forgotten. And, you know, it's great that they too have now got the exemption for the underage players and competitions can resume.
1: I don't know if this is the wrong question to ask, whatever, but any chance we'll ever see an Irish player make it in the NBA, Kieran?
0: Yeah, we can. We can. But, you know, I sometimes think that's a bit of a silver bullet, you know, like... I I think it would be better if we had eight or ten players playing in the first division in Spain. Um, I know that and we had an Irish team that maybe made the Eurobaskets in five years' time. Um, As much as it would be, obviously, great. Um, You know, you you don't want it to be just one Irish player. Then it would be, the measure of it is the second and third, fourth Irish player. I mean, we've had, Susan Moran has been drafted to the WNBA. You have, again, going back to the health of the sport, you have more and more Irish players now playing D1 college and in the are leagues in Europe because obviously they have Bosman status, which players the Lee McHales and Thomas Sullivan's wouldn't have had in the 80s. So, you know, there is a very good standard there that's getting better. The NBA is is a quantum leap, but, you know, yeah, it's not out of... It could easily happen in the next 10, 15 years, but I don't... That can be an outlier, you know, and... The, the measure of the sport is, you know, by the end of the decade, can we get a, an Irish national team to the Eurobaskets? I think that's achievable, and that's, that's a better measure than just the silver bullet of an NBA player who wouldn't be able to play for the national team, most likely.
1: That's a very fair statement, Kieran. Slow and steady wins the race. Thanks, Kieran. OK, thanks, John. And Hannah, best of luck next week.
2: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me
1: on. Hannah Thornton there and Kieran Shannon on basketball in Ireland with indoor sports, getting the break they deserved and rightly so from the government that uh, underage uh, kids can play now, can play basketball and they can have their season. So that's the Saturday panel for this week. A short and Saturday panel. The Saturday
0: panel on Off The Ball.